This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. Hello on, hello all, come in, come in, welcome, welcome. Um, I was not planning on podcasting today, like it wasn't an active decision I made, I didn't wake up and go, I shall not podcast today. No, I just, I, I wasn't planning on it, like I wasn't expecting a show to come out where I just felt like I had to review it, but it happened today. Um, I just woke up, and I woke up quite early, I've been a bit ill, so you know you know how it's like when you wake up early, you tend to, like, you don't know what else to do. So I, I checked alljapan.tv, and I saw that the Kenta Miyahara versus um, Yuma Aguaya match, I'm probably saying his name wrong, um, that's one problem with no... English commentary, but you know what? I'm not going to hold that against New- um, all Japan. I know why they don't do it. We'll get more into that as we go on. Actually, um, I, saw, I saw that much was happening. I've seen I've seen a bit of the build up. I saw that um, Ayagaya has been a bit of a naughty boy. We'll get into that when we get to the main event. And I was like, I'm going to watch this today. And I watched it um, just before and just after today's uni work. And you know what? It was great, and I loved it. And um, I'm very quickly sorry if my voice is a bit sore. Well, I say sore. It, it, that's not going to affect you at all. I'm sorry if it sounds a bit rough. Um, I lost it over the weekend. I'm only just getting it back today. But I really do need to talk about this match. Like, I literally need to talk about this match. And also, might as well talk about the rest of the card while I'm here. Um, I didn't take notes, so like it's not all going to be super in-depth. But And I can't really go into the booking. I'm going to say that now. I'm not. I've I've been new to new to all Japan rather for the last six months if that makes sense. Like I've only watched a few things. I've only like three shows this year. It's close to matching my record for all Japan shows watched in a year. But you know I want to make I've I've said it before and I'll, and I'll say it again. I want to make an active effort to watch more Japanese wrestling this year, especially stuff like um I find like Noah and all Japan. It definitely breaks through the language barrier and stuff like Stardom and Dragon Gate and New Japan with English elements, so there's really no excuse for them. But like with All Japan and Noah, especially, and also DDT, um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna make an effort. I'm not gonna like watch every show. That would be crazy. But I'm definitely gonna watch um, like the big events, like this, for monthly Korokan Hall events, like three hours every month. It's not that much, is it? It's an, e- it's an evening every month, or in this case, over a day every month. <laughs> um, but I can't wait to talk about it and. I, I might as well start at the beginning. I say start at the beginning. In reality, I am going to start with All Japan's Aesthetics. I've talked about this on the classic, I think, on the, new, on the young line. But uh, just we, we didn't really go over it in depth. I love how All Japan looks. I love how the ring looks. Like, the ring looks completely different from anything else. Like, in terms, like the turnbuckles just look different. I know this sounds weird, but, like, it's one of the reasons why I like it. It just looks different from anything else I'll watch. Um, I like the blue corner and red corner entrances. Like, I know, like, whenever anyone's in Corican Hall, even Stardom nowadays, they come down the different entrance ways. But, like, I like the attention to detail or ones that are blue path, ones like a red path. I do, I, it's a small thing, but I like it. Um, <coughs> and also, one big nitpick throughout this is and and it's the same for every old Japan show really. We don't have graphics. Like okay, so 
when I'm watching, say, a Noah show, it's easier because it's in increments on YouTube. Like, as I'm watching a Noah show, I'm watching it ages later on YouTube because Noah doesn't have a streaming service. Like, it's on DDT World now, but it's not like every single um, Noah show is going up on there. Like, I think one of the big ones, like, the only one on there so far is the Junior League final, which I still haven't watched, but I'm definitely going to get around to that because I've heard it's amazing. And, like, it's just hard to put a name to a face. It's one of the reasons I, like, um, I got into stardom and all Japan. Like, basically, I initially got into all Japan, it was, like, about three weeks before um, the G1 starts, and all my uni work was in, so I had, I had nothing else to do. So what I did was I took out all Japan World, well, all Japan TV and stardom World, and I was like, I'm going to give these two a watch. I've heard good things about both of them, and I'll carry one of them on, or none of them on, or whatever, and I carried Stardom on, and to be a big Stardom fan like I am right now. But I didn't carry on All Japan World. And, like, part of that is the fact that we, we don't have graphics. Like, it's, it's such a simple thing. And, like, I get how if they can't do it, because I understand we're on a shooting project nowadays. So, like, the, the biggest place we run is Korok and all, but it makes it so much easier to put a name to a face. And, I don't know, I, I just not being able to put a name to a face a lot of the time, like, for the most part, I can't remember a lot of these people. <laughs> um, like, in the Man tags, I can't tell you who everyone is, because it's even my first time seeing them, or, like, they didn't leave enough of an impact for me to put a name to a face. And that's a shame, but it is a real shame, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and get over that ump, like, my aim within the next few months is to be able to watch All Japan without the cage match um article next to me to check who everything is um by the way thanks to um voices of wrestling and gerald trollio i'm really bad with names right now um for his preview article that i actually it actually really helped um knowing what everything was and who everyone was and what the stories were so i I definitely recommend men's outlets like voices of wrestling if you get into japanese wrestling because but you have people who've been watching for years and years and years and years and years doing these things for you. Like they know the current products inside and out. It's like so I definitely do that. I understand not wanting a second screen experience. Like it's part of the reason why I didn't get into DDT because like because it's a comedy show. Like a lot the promos do mean a lot, and having having to have that second screen next to me with like the translations while the promos are going on, it's annoying. And look, I don't want that in wrestling. I understand if you think I'm fucking stupid or whatever, but you know, I don't. I like, I like for stuff like Old Japan and Noah, and even like New Japan and Stardom, where the characters get over without the promos. The promos just help enhance. Like I could, I could tell most of what was going on without um, translation here. So, if that's something you're worried about going into Old Japan, don't. I'd say give it a go for one. Like watch one of the big Korokan shows. Like watch basically the latest big Korokan show. And if if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. You lose six quid. And so if you have six quid to spare, why the fuck not? It, it, that's what? Two coffees? Give it a go. Give it a go. Why not? Anyway, on to the actual show now. As you'll know, if you watch New Japan, um, the undercard of any... A lot of Japanese promotions are a lot of tag matches. And you know what? I'm not averse to that. Because honestly... Um, I can't be asked with being invested in every single match. Like, all these undercard tag matches, which may further a story, but not necessarily um, be important. I'm I'm completely fine with them. Like, a lot of people complain about them, especially when they turned up in Wrestle Kingdom, but, it, like, if Ishii versus Shingo did happen on that card, for example, 
there's no story, there's no investment. It's just going to be like a good match for the sake of a good match. And honestly, I'd rather them save that, um, save that singles match for later down the line in that case. And I'm sure that's kind of what we did here. Um, it was Hikaru Sato and Yusuke Okada, I'm going to get a lot of these names wrong, and Junior Kratos taking on um, Hakutu Amori, um, Rising Kieto, and Tag... Tagutakasato. I probably got that wrong. I'm really sorry. If you listen to any of my early young lines, you knew I used to be really bad at saying like the New Japan roster, and now I'm fairly adept. I'll, I'll hopefully get better if I keep reviewing all Japan. Anyway, this was a fun opener. Um, like everyone looked good. No, everyone had their wee chance to shine. No one looked bad, in my opinion. Like no one. Looked out of place. Then again, it's an opening match. It's very hard to look out of place in an opening match. Like, Stardom has another... Um, has, like, 14-year-olds in the main event. So, not the main event. Actually, sometimes in the main event. It's weird. Stardom's weird. But they're not weird. They're amazing. Anyway. Um, apparently, um, Sato was a Wrestle 1 guy. Turned freelancer. I, I know nothing about Wrestle 1. Um, that, I'm pretty sure that's Muto's. Um, well, Muto's promotion. So could be good i don't know i don't know but like this is fun um okada got the win with this sort of fisherman buster and it was really good it's really fun um, i'd give it a five honestly like i said i've been saying really good but like it was good it, it was a it was a fun fine opener didn't go too long didn't go didn't feel too short everything you'd need in an opener like can't seem to have ebbs and flows this was exciting enough to open and like not have me be turned off so i i, I really like all japan's house style so that sort of helps carry me <laughs> through it if that makes sense like um for example a five between a five and a seven out of ten in all japan i probably enjoyed that match more than a five through seven out of ten in new japan just because I, I i keep finding myself preferring all japan's just general style so take from that what you will but yeah this is a fun opener <laughs> long story short next up was a match between the purple haze team of zeus utamaro and izanaki versus the jin team of noya namura um eito ishida and fuminori abe i'm really sorry um this was fun again i love zeus every time i see zeus i'm like I mostly love Zeus because every time me and Rob mention him around Garth, Garth, Garth thinks we're talking about the Zeus who fought Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam, which is funny. But um, yeah, this was once again, I can't really analyse this match because I, I couldn't put a name to a face. Once again, with the exception of Zeus, um, this is fun though. Um, apparently Purple Hades is the new heel faction, at least that's what I'm gathering especially from what happened in the tag title match later in the night but i i had fun watching this and it was it's another five out of ten not much to talk about i can't talk about the birkin um because there is none but purple haze won it was it was a good it was, it was good I, it was a fine it was again another fine opener the actual card starts for the next match i swear <laughs> Next up was the All Asia Tag Team Championship match with Jake Lee and Koji Uemoto taking on Takao Umari and Black Man- Menzo Ri. I think that's how it's pronounced. I'm so sorry. Um, but you know what? This match was great. This is better than the tag match later in the night. Spoilers. Um, this was a very, very simple story of the... I know um, Takao Umari and um, Black Menzo Ri from the Champions Carnival Finals. They, of course, won in the finals. They were just on the card. And I know, for the most part, they're a comedy tag team. 
But um, they got promoted here for to, um, to go for the All-Asia Tag Team Championships, which I understand is more secondary, although that's weird because from like, all the old King's Road matches I've seen, they've been like the, the main one. I don't know what happened, but I'll have to ask Rob. Rob knows more than me. Um, but, but you know what? They really stepped up to the task. Um, they really went for it, and it was really fun. Um, Jake Lee is amazing, as you would know if you've seen any of his Kenzie Miyara matches. Um, but like, it's very hard to say whether or not it's his, him is amazing or just Kanto, because like, if we're being honest, Kanto can make you care about anyone, and we'll get on to that in the main event. But this was like, seriously, this is just a fun tag match. Like, which you just don't get in New Japan, because the Gorillas of Destiny are choke holding them those fucking titles. But again. Again, it's a simple story. Even like someone who barely knows what's going on in all Japan can tell. And like there was a point in this match where just everyone was hitting big moves, and it was awesome. Um, the crowd were really hot behind the baby faces here, and the, like literally, like this is where the card begins. I understand if you don't want to bother with your first two matches, but this match was really good and really crowd pleasing, and probably better than any New Japan like tag match this year. I'm trying to think what, we, what like, we've had. Actually, now the um, Pungi 3K. That match um, against Despi and Kanemaru was better than this. But, like, other than that, this is great. Um, there's not a ton of flaws of the event. Like, I'm sure if I was more invested in the characters, this would get high grade. But, like, as it stands at 7, it's a really fun, solid tag match. And I, 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 I know that isn't mentally. He looks like a junior. So like, are the all Asia tag titles open way? And like, I know Nagata held them at some point, but I still just assume that they were just the main tag titles. But apparently they're not. I guess we'll never know. Well, that's a lie. But this, uh, this was refreshing because again, I'm used to how New Japan booked their tag division, which is awfully. So to have two tag team title matches on this card, both of which felt like they had importance placed on them. It, it was refreshing, and it's part of the reason why I want to get into Old Japan, because I love tag team wrestling, and especially in New Japan, it feels neglected, so I just want some more good tag wrestling in my life. Call me simple to please, I, I really am. You'll see that, in the, you'll see that as we go along. <laughs> For fuck's sake, even in Old Japan Pro Wrestling, I cannot escape Manubu Naganishi. He's a fucking vi- He's not a virus. He- poor-, poor man's retiring and being mean. And all Japan, New Japan was happy enough to let him have a last match in all Japan. Apparently, there's history there. I don't know. Um, but this was this this is fun actually. I can see this being like a better match than his actual retirement match. It was um, Manabu Naganishi, Jonakiyama, who I do know. I do know him. He's fucking great. Um, Usamu Nishimura and Yutaka Yoshi versus Yoshitatsu, um, Raiju Sai. To um to Jiri and Dan Tamora. I know a lot of people in this match. Um, two of them because of WWE, but like their best work definitely isn't in WWE. But no one's best work really is in WWE. Long story short, this was a nice nice we stand off. A lot of New Japan guys in there, like um Yoshitatsu and um Tajiri. So it, this was a nice we stand off. It wasn't the best match, but like. That's Nakanishi. He failed to get, I think it was, um, Sai up for the torture rack. Um, but he managed to get him up. And then Tajiri came in and tried to hit the mist. And Nakanishi just fucking, um, windmilled, um, Sai into him. It was great. That was really fun. 
Um, probably the most fun part of this match, to be honest. And yeah, it was just it was just a fun match. Nice little send off to Nakanishi. I'd give it a five. Um, I know I've given a five to a lot of this, but like again, a five for me in All Japan is still really good. Like. I prefer the average All Japan match to the average New Japan match, but like I feel like New Japan's thing is high, but I think that's also mostly because I follow the product more as because I'm only now getting into All Japan as we've gone to. But you know, this was again great way to send off Nakanishi, and it, no one looked bad. So it's not like the Legends match at the New Year's War where like Sasuke was somehow doing magic. Weird, just weird. Right, I think this happened at this part of the show. I honestly, do, I think that I think this is what happened. I can't quite remember when this happened, but this, the um, announcements for the Champions Carnival, the equivalent of the G One, happened. And you know what? This is a lineup even I, as an All Japan novice, can get behind. Um. It was just, it was like for G1 announcements, just not. <laughs> um, I'll just read down the list and tell what I think, I guess. Um, Kanto Miyahara, Yuma Agoya, um, Surama, Ishikawa, Zeus, Jake Lee, Yoshitatsu, um, Noya Nomura, um, Raiji Sai, Kai, um, Yoshida, Katamani, Show um Shingi ah Shinji Hero Iri, Jesus Christ. Um Valenta Um Joel Redmayne Lucas Steele David Boy Smith Junior and Takashi Segura. This is really good. Um Noah's international champions in there uh, who had a great match with Elgin at the Sumo Hall show. I've yet to see his match with um I forget who is, but at um the January fourth show, which was meant to be really good, but that has me excited. Thought of him against Zeus is great. Um, I love Ire being in there. Um, I, he's just great. I, like we'll go into that later in the show, but he's one of the few people on this card I already knew, and he's really good. David Boyce Junior. I'm really happy to see what he can do. He's been out of Japan since last year, I think. Um, like I can't remember the last time. He was in, like, I don't know if he's been in Noah or whatever, but, like, I know he's left New Japan about a year ago now. And, like, mainly been doing, like, MOW and stuff like that. And you know what? For a little bit I've seen, has been good. He had a really good match with Timothy Thatcher once. Um, one time in his whole life. This is sort of lineup. There's enough people in there where I'm interested in seeing this tournament, but, like, I'm not sure if I can hack it. It's so close to Super Juniors, and Super Juniors is already so close to G1, but I'm not sure if I can hack another round robin in my life, especially one of this size. I might. I might. I'll, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> but, yeah, I, again, from what I'm reading, like, with the, in the comments of, like, posts where they're doing this, it's apparently an overall upgrade from last year. Like, Joe Doing's out, but apparently Joe Doing was in no state to wrestle last year. And, like, everyone added add something. So, that, that's something I can get behind. I know Kai had a match with Kenta Miyahara that was really good, which I've yet to see, I think. But, yeah, I'll, like, we've added three or four people that I'm interested in seeing. So, like, I, I cannot, I can't complain looking at this list. I might check it out, I might not. It's like, it's something I'll throw on. It's something I'll throw on if there's nothing else more important that day. Oh, there's so much wrestling in the world, isn't there? 
Next up, the All Japan World Junior Heavyweight Championship was on the line with Sue. I, I've I've seen this name a million times because uh, I know he's um, also from Dragon Gate, but like I haven't been able to put like the name. I haven't been heard the name said enough to say it properly. So Susumu um, Yokosuka, that's the best I can do, taking on Francesco Akira from Italy, I believe. Um, and it's super weird, right? So I keep hearing about, like, well, not keep hearing, but every time I heard I hear about All Japan, I, I don't hear about their um, junior division, and B, whenever <laughs> I do hear about it, it's never anything good. It's like their champion dying on a um, in an accident. And I, I don't know. I've only seen like four matches now in the division. All of them are around seven out of ten. Like it's a consistently all right division. Like a, the junior mat finals um, the month before hit um, eight out of ten for me. But you know what? This didn't quite hit that. This was fun though. Um, first time seeing Francesco Okira, and he's fine, but also not great selling. Like. Um, I, I'm going to regret saying this name every time. Yokosuka um, kept going for his knee, knee and his leg at the beginning and he just didn't sell it for the rest of the match. And it, It's not like the type of attack where you can just ignore it. It was full on for about the first five minutes of the match. So, like, that kind of brought this match down for me, but like, just how good the moves... It's, it's a 7 out of 10 match for me, just for how good the moves are. And just... Attacking, attacking, attacking. Just never really let up. Both men are cool. Um, Francesco sort of comes off to me as a sort of... I don't want to say generic, but like... He comes off to me as an indie kid. Which is fine. You go to you go to Japan to get better. And I'm sure he'll get better. But... I don't know. Like, he, he felt a tiny bit out of, depth, out of depth. Especially when it came to like how he looks. He doesn't have the best look. So... I don't know, this is, this is still a really good match, and there was a Death Valley driver off of the top rope, which I am never, ever, ever not going to give a match a 7 out of 10, but has that. I love the Death Valley driver, I love dangerous moves, I love people almost dying. God, I'm a sick son of a bitch, aren't I? Anyway, but, but, I, like honestly, this is, this is a continually, another solid match on a continuing a very solid show, with a really good main event. <laughs> Which is only two matches away. I'm so excited to talk about it. Um, next up was the All Japan World Tag Team Championship, which is apparently their main championship. I mean, the headline shows. Um, so it's, it must be their main tag championship. It was the Violent Giants, conditioning of Shwama and Suji Ishikawa. This is a great team. I love them. Um, taking on the Purple Haze team of I, ca- I can't Shinjiro Iri and Lucas Steele, and I already three out of four people in this match this has been rare like I've not known a majority of people in this match throughout this whole card really so really happy to see it here um Lucas Steele was fairly new from my understanding and apparently they've, the way they've been training him uh, is to hide how green he is which to be fair is standard booking isn't it cover up your um guys weaknesses with their strengths and this was good. This wasn't a long match. This wasn't especially. This wasn't an especially long match, and it didn't quite reach the heights of the Violent Giants match um, last month, like which I gave it out of ten. This was at about seven, um, mostly because like the interference at the end was a bit much. Like I understand like Purple Haze is meant to be like this new heel faction, 
but like um dude in mask jumped up i've forgotten his name um jumped up started cutting a promo and then like people got jumped and like they rattled into the crowd and then came back there was a great moment actually where um the shikawa brought back um eerie threw him in the ring and then eerie just dived right the fuck back back out at him that's great um and then the inter- um stuff happened the interference ha- um came back and then the match ended with um Shawarma hitting three death valley drivers in steel jesus christ um and violent giants picking up the win and it was you know what that was it was really it was a really against six seven out of ten i'm feeling i, I haven't given it a proper score yet but this but it was fun but not great. Like, the interference kind of hindered it, and also it didn't go too long. It didn't go that long over 10 minutes, I don't think. Like, it wasn't, like, a tag epic or anything, but it was a fun tag match. Again, continuing the theme of this card, just being solid. The reason I want to talk about this card is up next, and I can't wait to talk about it, but... I think it might have been better to put the titles on Purple Haze. Like, from what I understand, from what I've read, basically... Violent Giants have been just ruling the roost, and people and like people might just be starting to get sick of them. Like honestly, I'm off of them keeping the titles because I love them and I'm new to the products. But I'm sure if you've been watching for a while, maybe it's a bit annoying. Maybe there's no one for them to face. I don't know, but all I know is that I hope next time Purple Haze go for the titles. If they do, there's less interference. <laughs> Holy shit! Action stations! Action stations! <laughs> This is not a drill, main event time, and it was fucking amazing. Um, Kenta Miyahara taking on Yuma Agoye? A-O-Y-A-G-I. A-O-Y-A-G-I. Something like that. And I'm just going to call him Yuma. Um, this match was fucking great. So, like, um, I'd seen some of the build-up, not a ton. And then the video package really helped sell the story. Weirdly, not needing. <laughs> like, not... It broke through the language barrier. Then again, wrestling at its core, is a visual art form, so... I think we should. I think you should be able to tell a story without um, without it, and, like, that happened here. Basically, um, Yuma got his shot by tapping out Kenta Miyahara, and then just started being a bit of a bastard, didn't he? Started being a bit of a cunt um, going forward, and just kept fucking him up attacked him at the press conference and then setting up this match um kento was received like a fucking god and like i'm not being funny it's one of the things i don't like about all japan and it's actually another thing like it's also why i don't like things like nxt uk and um, i'm trying to think of another example um where like the disparity in how well some how good someone looks how they're perceived how godlike they are is so different like Kenta Miyahara as much as I enjoy the rest of the card he's just such a level above and like I guess that should be the case with an ace but like you look at like you look at say New Japan like Okada's the ace but then you have like Naito, Jay White, Ishii, um, Ibushi, Tanahashi all these people who would conceivably be someone's favorite in that promotion whereas like I don't know. I feel like people really need to justify themselves if they don't say it's Kenta Miyahara in all Japan. Like, it's the same in Noah, actually, where, like, yeah, Kaito Kimai is technically the race, but, like, there's loads of people in there, like, um, Kano and Marufuji and, um, Elgin. Um, I keep, I forgot his fucking name, and that's awful, but, like, the guy who's the international champion. 
for so many people in that promotion as well where it could conceivably be their favourite. And, like, all Japan doesn't have that. Like, they have the big star and they book around that big star, which I kind of get. It's kind of... I kind of worked for them before, I guess, like, in the 90s, where, like, undisputably they drew well. But, like, you look at that, like, yeah, Masao was the ace, but you had, like, Kabashi, Kawada, Jin Akiyama, um, Akira Tawe. All waiting in the wing, so... I, d- I don't know, it's just a weird thing. What You know what's not weird, though? This match. This match was absolutely amazing. Um, so, Yuma can... Uh, almost right away, starts going for... Like, it starts, like, for normal, like, back and forth of any... Um, Kansami Ahara match. It's normally a formula. And then... Um, <laughs> Yuma just starts going for the arm and doesn't stop going for the arm. And like when he first started doing it, I'm like, oh fuck, Kanto's going to start ignoring this, isn't he? Because there's one thing I can say about Kanto, he's never been my favourite seller. Like, he can sell, but like, for example, his match with Jake Lee last month, yeah, that was good, but like, he spent most of it on the back foot. And when Miyahara's on the back foot, I tend to lose a bit of interest. I don't know how much that is to do with him or his opponents, but like, it happened to Mount Fuji a wee bit, so you know what? I'm gonna say it's just a problem with him. He sold the Sam amazingly well. He sold it great, and like um, Yuma kept finding great ways to go back into it, um, back into attacking the army. Threw it against the post. Um, like there was just every time um, Kanto would hit a arm based move, he'd sell it directly after. Like he wouldn't be able to completely, he wouldn't be able to capitalize on opportunities because of how bad the arm was. Um, and again, he's just. Let me put it this way. It's like, um, Yuma's finishes basically a butterfly lock. And he, that got over in this match for me. And the butterfly lock is one of the least favorite things, but it sort of transitioned into a, um, into a Kimura lock almost. And it was great. Um, Kento would continuously just not use arm base offense when he could. Like, sometimes you just have no choice, but, like, he'd be using his knees and his kicks. Um, he had a power driver at one point. Um, just, <laughs> and, and he, I, there was a point in this match where he couldn't hit the shutdown suplex because he, he held him for too long, his arm gave way, and Yuma capitalised. This match had fluidity, it had logic, it had everything, all that good shit. And, honestly, if I was more invested in the story, I can see this being a 10. But since... As a newcomer, it's not really a 10. But again, I can give a 10 as a newcomer. I gave a 10 to the Goshiyazaki and um, Kaito Kiyomaya match. But not to this one, which is weird. But seriously, this match is great. Go out your way to check it out, definitely. Um, like, again, Kento selling. Like, he actually sold. There was a great point in this match, actually, where um, he was, um, Yuma was just being a dick, like, kicking and slapping him. He spanked Kento, like, actually spanked him. And, like, that woke Kento up. He's like, no, you will not be homoerotic with me. <laughs> it was funny. It was fucking amazing. And, like, I was like, oh, you fucked up. Again, that's what I've been saying throughout this whole thing. You don't... The language barrier stuff gets transcended within the match. They tell a story within the match. The story is, uh, here is the armor Kento. And, it, and um, working towards that submission. Like, it's not something that should constitute being amazing. It's something that should just be complete throughout wrestling but it's not always the case people sometimes just skip selling <laughs> and it's annoying it's the same for um, junior match for that or like the DIY versus fucking mustache mountain match Jesus Christ but no this match was amazing I loved it I loved it so much um, favourite all Japan match of the year so far um, 
I, I mostly have only seen three shows. Like I've seen three big shows. I imagine that's where the best matches are happening. I've all heard a singles match buried away on one of the um, roti show. Well, not roti show, but like one of just for random tour shows. Um, was really good. But still, this no another level for Kent. This is probably my second favorite Miyahara match now, just behind um, the Jake Lee Champions Carnival match. I'm glad we picked someone who wasn't Jake Lee because that's match sort of, has sort of been done to death now. Um, yeah, like I can't speak for booking going forward, but. You know who came out to challenge uh, Miyahara? Shwama. And you know who I fucking love? I don't know if I emphasise it as much as I should have. Shwama. I love Shwama. But backdrop for days. Backdrop for days. I love a good backdrop. And I believe Kento will make it look good. So that's going to be great. I can't wait. I actually can't wait to see that match. I don't know when it's happening. Um, oh, Japan are really annoying. I can't find the schedule for it. For the life of me. If anyone knows where I can find the schedule, please let me know. But, ah, just so good, so good. Everything about this was good. Seriously, great way to see it. Anyway, that has been... I, we're just going to call it Chris's Corner, aren't we? Let's not kid ourselves. Um, but, but this show was really good. And, like, honestly, it's one of the... Every time I see an old Japan show, I'm like, ah... I can't wait to see that next month. I'm never quite inspired enough to go watch the random tour shows. Like, if they're any good, like let me know. I want to know. But so good. Like, there's a reason I'm sort of shifting my watch habits for um, Japanese wrestling because just so much of it is so good. Anyway, if you want to find me, you can just find me on the Podmania Twitter at Podmania. Like, I have at NoGoTo as my personal one, but that's never used. Um. Follow us on all good podcast networks. If you can think about it, we're probably there. Um, We have a universe mode going on, which I should really get back to because I'm actually... I have plans for it, but also time restraints. I have podcasts to make. (laughs) Um, That's about it, I think. Yeah, I'll see you all guys next time.